0: So hi, welcome to Noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Khan from Heart of a Coward. And we're asking some questions to say about the upcoming album. This Place Only Brings Death. So congrats on that. By the way, how do you feel about the response, to the announcement so far?
1: Uh yeah, it's been incredible so far. Uh yeah, just loving the loving the love, loving feeling the hype. It's good. good yeah. so far.
2: Hell yeah. Dude, fucking devour me. Holy <laughs> fuck, man. That shit is crazy <laughs> as hell. I fucking love that track. So awesome. apologies for my voice. I'm I'm losing it just to just a smidge, but fucking love it.
1: Yeah, you're all good. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, it's an absolute banger. You know, when you just kind of write one of those songs and you just sit back and go, oh shit, all right, we've done it. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> so Yeah, it was, that was it, was, us. it was a good moment, like for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah,
2: hell yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover arts? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> the the whole meaning, uh, this place only brings death, is basically like a reflection um, on on life on existing like there's nothing more certain that the end is approaching you know like as in there's nothing you know more uh yeah certain than that really and it's kind of like you know you can take it at, at like face value with just the words it seems like quite a grim like uh outlook on things but you know what i tried to do was ultimately try and find like beauty within like loss within life within death you know like there's a certain like enjoy your time whilst you have it you Mm -hmm. know like celebrate the people you've lost sort of thing you know like there's this whole kind of i yeah well i came up with the ideas in a pretty bad place but then when you kind of revisit it and you look at stuff you kind of like try and pull the the beauty from it but yeah uh, on the outlook it can look a bit grim but yeah the idea is it reflects life essentially
0: all right So Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album
1: um Yeah, sure. So this time round, uh, things were a little bit different just because we've uh, got a new guitarist, a guy called Dan Thornton, um, and he brought a completely different um, approach to writing, right? So before, with Heart of a Coward, it was very much like everyone in the same room, jamming through ideas, going like, oh, I kind of like that, I like this, let's track that, change this sort of thing. Whereas Dan was very much like a one-man machine is the only way to put it. And he just like smashes through stuff, uh, through ideas. And we've got like a two minute song in like an evening just on his own, um, Mm -hmm. which is like, which is way more productive than we've ever been (laughs) ourselves. Right. So like, um, yeah. So he was kind of like just churning through all of these different ideas and stuff and really bringing like um, a a new flavor to the band. And he's like heavily influenced by like um, synth industrial music and stuff so he's big into his like analog synths he's got this little box that he like plugs stuff i don't really get it but like yeah analog synth is a whole new like world of you know that you can get into but yeah basically he just like would write these riffs put it into this analog synth thing and it brings out this whole different sound that then inspires him to re- to write something else so like this time around we were um you know we wrote way too many songs had to whittle it down Uh, And it was more like kind of Dan providing the base for the songs and then the rest of the guys like turning it into like heart of a coward, essentially. Um, So like, yeah, it was it was slightly different, um, but it was way more productive and way more creative. Like no idea was, you know, off the table. Everyone was open to everything. Um, And yeah, it was just like a very. Uh, creative process so i I would say this time around yeah rather than like smashing your head against the wall trying to come up with ideas it just kind of like all fell into place and we just ended up with yeah like some great tracks
0: that's my opinion. it's not every day that you hear um the the new guy in the band becomes like the main (laughs) songwriter on the newest record yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah it was it was crazy like you know obviously throughout the um kind of audition process we kind of knew dan from different bands and stuff like that but as soon as he kind of like learned the set understood the sound and was like oh you know i've, I've come up with a few ideas we listened. we were like oh okay cool these are uh, keep going and he, you know and that and that's just kind of how it how it went but yeah totally it's like a just get, it gave us a new lease of life you know which was which was really needed so oh yeah
2: absolutely and you guys said that uh, you came up with a shit ton of songs if you could give the guesstimate how many songs did you guys have to whittle down
1: I can tell you exactly. We had 17 tracks and we came 17. out with 10. Yeah. 17 came out with 10. Yeah.
2: Damn. So what was yeah. that process like whittling it down?
1: Um. Uh. Yeah. So basically we, we hired um, a producer called George Lever, um, who this again this time around we wanted to really mix things up we've got you know it was my second album with the band we've got a new guitarist in it's a whole new creative process so this time we decided to get a creative producer with us who was going to be in from the the demo stage rather than just being like uh, someone who's with you in the studio and helps you like with those ideas like this was somebody from the get-go so um everything was kind of bounced with george Um, And kind of throwing ideas around and stuff And basically he was just like, yeah, write everything that you're happy with And then let's spend like a month just going through and trimming things down You know, like if, you know, like taking he he Basically he'd like just go in, restructure songs Change everything around and go like, what do you think of this? And then we'd kind of like essentially like argue it through Discuss it or whatever and then come out with a better song in the end And then we were all in agreement Mm -hmm. by the time we got to recording That we had like, yeah, probably the best out of those 17 tracks ish. So, yeah.
2: Okay. Makes sense. Uh, So what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite?
1: Mm, Took the longest to write. I would probably say uh, the last track, all life is finite took me personally, the longest uh, to get to somewhere I were where I really liked it. And I was able to share with everybody what I had written. Um, uh, it's not my favorite, <laughs> and, but it was. It was just like yeah. one of those Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. one of those. Uh, no, my uh, my favorite track uh, by far is Decay. Uh, I think it's track five. Uh, it was one of the singles we this, uh, that we released. Um, just as like a, uh, you know, the the audio side of things. You know, I just love mm-hmm. the sound of it. Like what kind of, but also the writing aspect of it was a real uh challenge i tried ba- basically i liked setting like little creative writing tasks and stuff to myself like just to try and make songwriting and like i don't know like the poetry side of it a bit more interesting and essentially like when we had this place only brings death i was like okay cool so we're talking about like loss life how does that work and then like decay came into my head as like a title and i was like sick what does that mean and essentially what i was i challenged myself to do um I was also playing Ghosts of Tsushima. I don't know if you guys know the the game. Um, but yeah, yes. I was playing that at the yes. time. Mm-hmm. And there's there's like a certain part where you go and like meditate and they have like haikus and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? So I was like, shit, I want to write a haiku about decay and life and the whole process. And I was like, okay, cool. So I set myself a challenge of like trying to write um, a song within like four or five lines and then that Mm. those lyrics repeat again throughout the song with different placements and and like riddance and stuff like that but ultimately like you have like um a dark but beautiful message about like uh, yeah uh we're destined to decay to decay you know Mm. like that was kind of what i challenged myself um and then when that when i heard the track um Oh you know and when I you know when you are kind of listening to demos and stuff and I was like okay cool this is the this is the song and trying to put it all in place it was great when we had it at a demo stage but it only really came to life when we got into the studio and um that was kind of because um we hit a real brick wall with it so like when you when you get into the studio you know you can smash through songs just get into a real groove and stuff like that but every now and then there's just a song that just goes nope and you just like stood there going like I- we can't solve this problem right and mm-hmm. decay was that particular it was the chorus we just couldn't make it like work with the rest with how you know sonically if that's a right way to describe it without kind of giving too much away but essentially the rest the all the other songs were just hard we're going in like in your face trying to get there you know like trying to just get people a reaction and energy in that way right but what we it just wasn't working with decay um because it just sounded too samey so instead of hitting people with it we wanted like essentially we came to this after rewriting things messing around a load but basically we were just like we need to hit people with vibes it needs to like wash over them rather than Mm -hmm. like hit them in the face you know so like as soon as we kind of got to that it was like sweet crank up the reverb turn the lights down you know get into like the vibe and and then yeah we tracked the chorus a couple of times got into the right space with it and then just changed the whole feel of the song and just cranked up reverbs made it a bit more like airy and stuff like that and then we knew exactly where it was going to go in the album because we wanted the album to kind of come in hard take a little lull and then bring you back up and we're like cool middle of the album job done and then as soon as we heard the mix everyone was like fuck like this is a single now so yeah That was probably my favorite song and also like my favorite kind of writing process as well.
0: That's fucking awesome. Um, you, you mentioned like you, you had a battle with the song of like it, you know, it it was feeling too, too same to, to the rest of what you were working on. Did you have any other like battles like that throughout the writing process? Cause you did mention like the, the plan for this record was just like hit people in the face as many times as possible. So like, was that, was that a problem throughout your writing process?
1: Um, not necessarily through the, the writing process, but the thing is, if you hit people in the face too many times throughout an album, it's just going to get like punishing, you know, like, as in, and we wanted this album to be like, the whole point of it is like to be a journey. There was a real concept behind it and stuff like that. So as soon as we actually got to like tracking stuff and trying to like. I don't like the right way to like live in the music, you know, like it, it just didn't feel right that every song was just going to go bam, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. it just, it, it wasn't working. So um, yeah, like it, it wasn't a challenge during the writing process, but definitely in the studio when stuff comes to life and you're like, okay, this is what the album's going to sound like. There's always these like small little tweaks and changes that you make that really help like the flow of the album, you know, that like the, the feel, how do you want, you know, like all of that sort of stuff. So it was definitely a challenge in in that sense um but yeah uh, not necessarily during like the writing process if you
0: get that me. makes sense sure. um so had the track list three album come about did you guys write the opener be the opener closer be closer to shuffle around and see what fits what was that process like
1: uh it was a shuffle it around see how it fits there was definitely songs that led themselves to be openers uh which were you know like title track as soon as we wrote it we're like cool we know how the album's starting (laughs) you know i mean it was kind of like like and and then you know like yeah it's just more about like seeing how the songs flow together um whether we want to put a little interlude in between and try and like you know create that that vibe but it was very much like what what has a good pace what has a good groove you know like how do we kind of build these songs and stuff like that and yeah it was more about just sitting there listening to a track order. you know like we'd all do our own like interpretation what the album would be share it with each other listen through and go like yes no you know move things around and ultimately we landed somewhere really where we felt was cool uh and then we placed a few little intros and interludes and stuff and then it kind of just went from there all
2: right that hell yeah makes sense. awesome uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record
1: um well this so yeah i mean obviously yeah so basically we went through lockdown um everybody had a you know pretty shit time throughout that time i don't think it was uh a good time for a lot of people unless you're i don't know yeah let's not go into that no, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. um
1: yeah no it wasn't a particularly good time for people so when we kind of came out um my headspace especially i couldn't write anything like positive you know it wasn't going to be anything good like the state of the world the state of the uk you know mm-hmm. like uh the the i know that you know it's obviously pretty rough in America as well. But you know, like what the government had done to the country, all the different mm. things that happened, you know, like um it was, it was it was a pretty bad place, to be fair. But um what what kind of happened was, you know, also our old guitarist Steve decided to leave as well. Cause after the pandemic, you know, everybody was in such a low place. He didn't really want to didn't have the drive for original music anymore. Um, mm. so he decided to step down. That was also a bummer for the band, but you know, ultimately we got uh, Dan in who gave us a real new lease of life um so creatively the guy you know the guys were really fresh and like pushing new ideas and stuff like that but for me I was looking back at like the notes on my phone just like digging through kind of all of these like negative thoughts and kind of like diving into where I was I was at that time and trying to remember that and then trying to write something based around the notes I wrote um but ultimately like True, you, you know, if you come back to it six months later, a year later, it's hard to kind of get back to exactly where you were in that place and when you wrote something. So like, you know, ultimately everything, that's why the whole kind of like it, it, it's finding the beauty in, in loss, if you see what I mean. It's finding mm-hmm. the beauty in life and death and basically because it's kind of like you're in a dark place, you get through it and you look back at it and you can reflect. And ultimately it takes you like to a better place if you get me.
0: Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. not just the message of the album. It's literally what you went through
1: yeah 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 yeah, literally (laughs)
0: um so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should you do in the car with friends and talk with headphones on is workout album party album what do you personally recommend
1: i mean i hope it's all of those
0: (laughs) Uh, depending
1: on depending on what state you're in for me i would say my personal thing is i love listening on headphones like start Mm -hmm. to finish like that's that's always my uh way to really like soak into an album or like on a drive in the car like basically listen to it loud and listen to it somewhere where you can like vibe with it um and then you know from there take it take it to parties take it to your friends it's going to be a good gym workout uh you know album for sure um but yeah for me it would be like headphones soak it up just let it kind of yeah let it hit you basically
0: all right
2: oh yeah awesome uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your head. I want mm-hmm. you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less.
1: Oh shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, can it be four?
2: No, you can have oh, it though. You can one though. You can have it one though. You can have it one.
1: Okay, yeah. Linkin Park on steroids.
2: Oh. Okay hell yeah okay fuck
1: yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> that got like it was a youtube it was a youtube comment and i was like oh damn they've na- they've nailed it i was like okay cool. it. i'll take that yeah so i've just been rolling with it during this press love i love campaign, that, I so, love yeah,
0: that. Yeah. that's fucking awesome yeah. gotta put that on a t-shirt
2: yeah, oh, I yeah, got yeah that shit. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: um so in that team train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album
1: um yeah i mean like like i said it's like a positive it's like a it's duality to it you know there's a negativity but there's like light at the end of the tunnel so like you know i think the message i would say is wherever you are things do get better but ultimately enjoy your time because the end is coming that's kind of what i'm getting at
0: mm. right. i got you
2: all right uh, so are you able to talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album positive or negative
1: mm. i mean i <clears throat> yeah outside of like the decay kind of thing that we spoke about before mm-hmm. probably the the best uh the the basically because of because of that moment of like taking a step back trying not to melt people's faces with the music and trying to provide like vibes and and a bit more of like a a journey for people uh mm-hmm. was like the last for me the the most fun fun part i guess was the the last kind of end the ending of uh, all life is finite and essentially it's like a what i wanted to do was create like as you know dep- depending on what your beliefs are where whatever your thoughts are but ultimately like life is a cycle regardless of what you look at whatever your belief system is right mm-hmm. um and what i wanted to do was have something that f- felt like it's going to lead back into the start of the album you know the snake that eats its it's t- eats, eats its tail um and essentially we came up with the idea that we wanted to create this like moment where it's like the in between when you pass. So like you imagine you're like in like an isolation chamber where you're just floating on your back and you're Mm. just staring up and it's like this voice that comes into your head and it's someone that's greeting you as a new person, but Mm. someone you've met before. And it was like this, just this cool little concept that we kind of came up with uh, and just created this really cool moment where we just like messed around with a bunch of sounds, like slowed everything down to kind of have this weird, like slow, um, like tempo to it. And mm-hmm. then yeah, same thing. Turn the lights off, created a vibe, cranked up all the like reverbs and stuff, and just kind of came up with this cool little ending to the album. Um and yeah, I'd say that was probably the most like fun part because that was like on the on off the cuff. Like we just literally made it up like as we were going. So um yeah it was just a cool way to end the album.
0: That's fucking Fuck awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so for this question want you a picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your second yeah. of choice?
1: Oh, pretzels, 100%, 100%, snack of choice Especially in the States, you get the big bag of like the mini pretzels and shit Like that's 100% my go-to, yeah, for sure There you go, yeah, are you talking about sure. like the little the
2: little nubs Or are you talking about like the actual like pretzel shaped
1: ones Oh, yeah, well, like over here we get like, you get little mini pretzel shaped ones But mm-hmm. you also get like the nubs And they do like, yeah. I don't know, like jalapeno and stuff like that And like that's Damn, that's what? that's wild, like must honey and mustard and stuff over here But like I know shit. in the States, yeah, you get like the big, big bags That's what I do, and then chow on that for a few hours and then hate my life afterwards
2: damn right yeah. that's the way yeah. That's the fucking way. Uh, so on the topic of food if the band was a dish what dish would the band be and why
1: oh snap that's a good question thank you damn um i mean <laughs> what what the, what the i would say okay this is good all right it would be ramen right okay okay because we've got all different types of like flavors and textures and different bits of food kind of Mm -hmm. chucked in together Mm -hmm. in like a big broth that is just heavy metal (laughs) with your noodles and shit like that and Mm -hmm. then everyone's got their own little influences that they throw in it's tasty it's spicy but it also like fills you up and gives you what you need
2: damn right hell
0: yeah Um so for the last couple of questions gonna shift completely away from That's music. a great question, by the way. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. Uh, so for the last couple of questions gonna shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if oh. you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, half a coward ramen.
2: Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit!
1: There we go. Half a coward ramen. What drink would I have? I don't know. I'd probably I'd like a I don't want to say like like an old fashioned or something like a whiskey cocktail of some sort would be my go to if it's going to be the last thing. I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't. Uh, also, I'd be like, it doesn't matter, does it? I just have a water or something. <laughs> You're gonna Damn. like, like you got you got your food, you know, like that's it.
0: Yeah, you got your everything. heart of a coward ramen. Yeah, that's yeah. All you need. Nice English
1: cup of tea. I'll tell you, I'd, I'd have right. that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the last oh, really? thing I was going to drink.
2: <laughs> uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oof.
1: That's a good question as well. Thank One you. fictional world.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I'm if you can't tell, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, so I'd probably live in the Star Wars universe. Yeah,
2: I did keep um, the Millennial Falcon. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably do that. That that would be my go-to for sure.
2: Hell yeah, Jedi or Sith?
1: Sith. Every time.
2: Damn right. Damn. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be a Jedi you know, yeah, be one of those good jedis that helps everybody. But then, you know, like then you just go, nah, fuck this shit. I'm it's gonna like,
0: be oh no, now I'm evil. Yeah, yeah, ha, 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 suckers. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, either I'm asking the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's okay. your favorite color?
1: What's my favorite color? Black, man. So, is that a color? Well, it's just it everything. is not a color. Everything, everything black. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> so if you had to pick like an actual color, now, what would oh, um, it
1: well, <laughs> I said. I mean, again, it's a tough one. I'm a bit. I'm. I am a big fan of mm-hmm. like a purple, oh. but like it's got to be like a a dark like you know like when you bruise, kind of that mm-hmm. that sort of purple. Like I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, but I can't say I. I don't think I own an item <laughs> with it. On. I'm just like <laughs> looking around, like saying that you know, like synthwave purple. I'd, yeah. Let's say, let's yeah. say that that would be my, that would be my
0: vibe. Okay. It's, it's a good ass right. color. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug?
1: Uh, I mean, I'd, obviously you guys are on the other side of the uh, of the pond, but yeah, no, we're, um, album comes out 22nd September. Uh, this place only brings death. Uh, a week later, we are going across Europe with a Danish band called Ghost Iris and a UK band called The City Is Ours. Uh, we're just going to be playing all the sweaty clubs and getting rowdy with everyone for a month, uh, ending in London. Um, which would be kind of like a hometown show for us. But, yeah, that's kind of what we plug in. Um, and, yeah, that's
0: it. Hell, uh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. right. Well, thank you for signing off. It's been Khan from cool. Heart of a Coward, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.